that esports can become the great American pastime as all the baseball fans die? <laughs> like, is that the goal? Um, and by the way, I'm a huge baseball fan. I started my career with the Cincinnati Reds and I, I still love to watch baseball. That probably ages me a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I'll be sad when baseball does die, but it's, it's, it unfortunately looks like it's happening. Um, sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to talk about how boring baseball is. I'm sorry, dad. I said it. It's like excruciating to watch. Well, that's actually, this is, <laughs> this is what's amazing about, about esports, right? Like, um, so Three years ago, when League of Legends was running, it used to be every Saturday, two teams would play three games against each other. And that was roughly about a three-hour viewing appointment for fans. Mm -hmm. And we heard loud and clear from our fans that that was a little bit long. If they just want to watch two teams play, make it an hour long. And so we were like, okay, we're just going to change the rules. You're just going to play one game. Like, baseball has this unfixable problem that their games last four hours. And that just, like, doesn't work in the modern world, right? Yeah. Whereas in esports, it's like, We've only been around for a couple of years. Oh, we need to fix this? Okay, let's change the rules today. Yeah, it's so much more nimble. Yes. And so that's that's like really, really cool. And it's just an advantage as we think about building a product that people want to consume moving forward. So what do you make of the comparisons, to your point, that are often apples and oranges, these comparisons between esports and more traditional sports leagues? Do you think that that's fair? Is it something you're trying to distance yourselves from? No, I mean, I think we look at it as like moving forward, as I think Reed Hastings, the CEO of uh, Netflix, said, you know, his biggest competitor is not HBO Max, it's Fortnite. And we look at it in the same way. Like our fans, when we ask them about what they do, it's, you know, Netflix and TikTok and YouTube and actually playing video games. It's watching the NBA. It's spending time on Instagram, right? And so to say that we're like battling against Major League Baseball is just kind of like, I wouldn't put Major League Baseball in the top 25 competitors for our fans time spent right now. So we focus much more on like, how can we be relevant in the things that they're already doing? So what we do on Twitch and what we do on YouTube, what we do on Instagram, what we do on TikTok is way more relevant than people are like asking like, oh, when is esports going to be on ESPN? I'm like, we don't care. We don't need to be on ESPN to succeed, right? Like ESPN is heading in one direction and esports is heading in the other. That's really interesting as a sort of like digitally native industry, right? That esports is born of internet and, and gaming and tech forward kinds of businesses. Do you think that that changes the way that you can operate within this bid for people's time in the attention economy? You know, when you think about an NFL game, of course, you like need to, to have a presence everywhere and, and you want to sell those rights. And that's how these big leagues are making money. But for something like esports and competitive gaming, you are digitally native. You do have a presence on YouTube where you would be fighting to get people's time on that platform. Um, you know, you have maybe a little bit more of an inclination to be a social native company to sell this merch that goes viral, to have these viral moments than a more traditional business would. Do you think that has been a competitive advantage for you in this attention economy that we all live in now? Absolutely. So the major traditional sports are facing this in 